0: Welcome back to the Kevin and Cassie show. I'm your host Cassie. Today's episode is going to be a little different. We have a moderated conversation with Boston marathon and ba- Boston marathoner and sub 3 hour marathoner Rob. In today's conversation we looked at how Rob started running, you know, sitting on a beach, motivated to get out and go, and how from there he's run 19 marathons, sub 3 hours, sub 5 minute One mile and so many more accomplishments. What I really took away from this interview was truly how humble and modest and just passionate about running Rob is. You know, he isn't a a typical douchebag runner and, you know, he's not in it for himself. He wants to sit here and help everybody else accomplish whatever their goals are, whether it's a three hour marathon, a four hour marathon, a five hour marathon. I felt very fortunate to to hear from Rob and to speak with him and gain a little bit of insight on, you know, how hard he trains, how much he analyzes, and, you know, how much he just really cares about getting out there and pushing himself to be the best that he can. And one of the strongest pieces that I really pulled from this and something that I will continue to carry is he said, um... You know, you never know when you're going to stop running. So just go out there and do it. And you'll hear more about that when we get in there. But it's true. You never know when we're going to be able to stop running or when something's going to happen. So just go out there and meet, meet, make each run a run. It's all it has to be. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. We have been doing um, runner chats on Tuesday at 7 p.m. So if you would like to hear these live. I would encourage you to tune in then, um, or if not, we'll continue to post these on our YouTube and on our Facebook and on this podcast channel. Um, and just one more thing to clarify, over the next few weeks, few months, few years, whatever it might be, some of these will be these conversations from our writers chat, and we will still have the typical podcast format um, with me and my dad, so you're not going to miss out on the shenanigans. So once again, I hope you enjoy this podcast with Rob and hope you feel inspired.
1: On the second week of real runners chat. Yay. We were renewed for a second week. All right. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: we are happy to say that we uploaded on our YouTube channel. And as of today, we have a hundred views. All right. Of last week's session. So oh, Rob's got a lot to live up to today. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just saying, all right. Uh, with that. Oh, but again, we're doing this as a way to connect with you guys. Our, fa- our, our, our members, our community members, our tribe members, because we can't do group runs or other activities right now. Uh, this is just a good way to kind of uh, hear different stories from our different runners and different um, professionals. Next week, we have a nutritionist coming on. So I'll be sending out an email about if you have any specific questions so I can get up to her. That'll be coming out probably tomorrow or Thursday at the latest. That way you can send those questions in, you know, uh, with that to get her. The we get to that, we have Dr. Derek Earhart, uh, our, our chiro- my, my chiropractor, I know a couple other people have gone to him. He's a cancer survivor, Boston marathoner, a biker. Yeah. He's been, he does active release. So he's got a whole thing to share about injuries, prevention, all that kind of good stuff. That's in two weeks, you know, and we're always looking for suggestions. If there's a topic or a speaker you find that you think would be good to have on send their information this way and we will hound them until they beg for mercy and they come on the show. All right. <laughs> And if you have a burning desire to be on the show, let us know, and we'll vet you out like we do everybody else. So it might not be, a pos- <laughs> might not be an automatic yes, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. All right. Um, I'm, okay. all right. Uh, Friday night, we do our cocktail hour starting at 630 in Zoom. I'll be sending that out if you were there last week. We did have a surprise appearance by John Benson, all right, who was there, and Sue Sadowski. And big shout-out, Mike, a year ago, we were in the Keys celebrating our 31-miler. Yes, we were. Life has changed. All right. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, we uh, Virtual training. We're doing a lot of virtual training coaching available. If you know anyone or if you're looking, to it, do it. I think everybody's pretty much involved right now, so one way or another. But if you know someone who's looking, referrals are the best way to get somebody involved as we move forward. Uh, we'll be recording these, like I said, and then tomorrow we'll be announcing a Memorial Day running challenge or walking, depending where you're at. We don't want to assume anybody's at a, you know, different level, you know, that kind of thing. We don't want to hurt anybody's feeling any of the walkers. Um, This is where, if you want to know, I would get in a fight with my wife because she would be like, you don't forget about the walkers. All right. You know, and we would be live. Okay. You didn't hear me. All right. So that's that's, that's pretty good. I'm on a roll. All right. So moving on. Uh, The title and intro of our speaker tonight I entitled From Beach to Boston. All right. And you'll find out why that's a, a title. Rob, I'm not sure if you skimmed over that when you looked over, like, the agenda for tonight, but I thought it was pretty clever. All right, Rob's like, oh crap, I didn't see that. All right, but that's uh, that's fine. I did not see that. (laughs) Um, I see it now. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna introduce Rob. Rob was referred to us by Toby, correct? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Dramatic pause, yes. Uh, He showed up on a Saturday and um, it was funny because we were running, was that Carla? Oh. All right. uh, watch the YouTube for everything that you missed. Available tomorrow <laughs> by noon. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, so Rob showed up and we're running. And I'm running with him. Uh like I do all first timers. And we're behind Wawa, you know, on that pack there. And we're running, I believe. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, I run a marathons, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, so like, what's your fastest? And he's like, 255. And I was thinking, you're in the wrong group, bro. All right. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, too many of us here. Um, but, and then he told us about his half. And I was like, man, are you winning things? You know, uh-huh. I, I must have drilled him like 20 questions and he did come back. All right. You know, not surprisingly. Uh-huh. But the one thing I loved about and getting to know him is just his humility with his different accomplishments, which blow me away. Um, An example of that is like last year for the Philadelphia Marathon, if you remember that it was snowing like a blizzard around like, I want to say like 10 o'clock in the morning because we were coming out of Costco and I thought, holy crap, if I was running, I'd still be in it. This guy was done drinking mimosas, right, on the car ride home. He's like, I didn't even get wet. You know, it was good when I was running. All right. I was like, okay. All right. I know that guy. Which I thought was um, incredible. Uh, Rob's been with us. for God, I don't know if it's been over a year now. He runs on our Saturdays with us. He's run when we we had to do 10 milers. I know I was away one time, and I think Kristen couldn't come, and I was like, holy crap. I reached out to Rob. He's like, I'll be there. I think Sherry was doing 8 or 10 for the first time. Um, He took her in the woods, and she found this serenity moment. She was saying how great and peaceful it was. I'm like, where'd you go? All right. Um, With that, um, the following week, we did 10, and he stayed with us, and this is the first time I heard his story. We're about mile seven and a half, eight. And Sherry um, was like, you know, someone talked to me, someone talked to me. And Rob started telling a story. And I was just blown away when he was talking. And I was a little bit in front of them, And I was just like, wow, wow. And the wind, it was really cold, that really cold day. Phil and Brett and yeah, Kristen, yeah. like, where are we right now oh, 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 You know, it was, so, it was like, boom. And I was like, wow, this guy's got a great story. You know, tell, um, and I'm going to let him do that. But that was just another thing, and then he's coaching, and then I'll wrap it up by saying we're at like mile nine and quarters or whatever, and I just want to get done. It's cold, and Sherry's slowing down, and they're just talking, and I was like, "Can we pick up the pace a little bit, you know?" Here, you know, so we can get done. They're just yapping away. But anyway, that's my introduction to Boston Rob, and I hope you all get inspired from the story because it's—I think it's fantastic. I'm excited for it, and I know Cassie's gonna help uh, lead this, but I'm sure I'm gonna be jumping in and, be, and asking a ton of questions, you know, and use the chat for questions or afterwards, because um, yeah, we're just glad here. so.
0: So um, Rob started running in 2009. He originally started running just to be healthier and had no intention of ever running more than seven miles. However, he committed to running with a no excuses approach, but over time, it became a passion. Since then, he has run nearly 20 marathons, including qualifying for Boston seven times over, as well as having raced in countless other races, 25Ks, half marathons, and more. Currently, Rob runs an average of 50 to 70 miles per week, and since 2012, he has set a goal to run the year in miles, which he has achieved every year. During his running journey, Rob has gone from feeling like an out-of-place, inadequate runner to a seasoned veteran. It took him a long time to accept that he was a real runner, but after several marathons, he finally felt that. Throughout the last 10 years, Rob has experienced thrilling highs and soul crushing lows. These include unbearable cramps, hypothermia, and muscle per- pulls during races, to illnesses and injuries forcing him to come off the road. Damn! Rob really takes to heart the learning approach in running, both through quantification, super overanalyzing, and qualitative understanding, including adapting to getting older. Some of this he has put into developing and refining a personalized running, tracking and training system. Rob awards the treadmill in hot and humid days. He loves running on the trails, fall running weather, reading and studying about running and going all out at the very end of a race to pass another runner. Rob is excited to tell us our story today and share a bit more of the importance of believing in yourself and passing along what he's learned along the way one quote that keeps rob continually motivated is one day i will not be able to run anymore but today is not that day so rob thanks again for being here with us um thank you so we're gonna start kind of in present day and then you know move our way back to how you originally started running so to kind of kick it off you were supposed to run boston back in march which is obviously postponed so how did the training go for that what did that postponement feel like and what have you been doing since
2: first bombing. Sure. So I, um so, so I, <clears throat> I was actually on a run with the group and we were talking about different uh, races that might be canceled. And, and Kevin actually mentioned, Hey, Boston might, ac- might be canceled too. And I didn't, didn't, didn't even realize in my head that it was a possibility. And all of a sudden when he said it, I said, I thought to myself, it, that's he's right. It's probably going to get canceled. So it's that's sort of, the, I had some,
1: I own that one. Sorry, I ruined your day, you. It's all you. (laughs)
2: Um, So at least give me a little bit of time to like process and say, okay, yeah, I accept this is going to happen. And and when it finally did come through, I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, And, and it got pushed out. And you know, that weekend I was supposed to do like a 20 miler. And I was like, you know what, I'm I'll, I'll do 15 instead. I'm going to relax a little. um, Right. And just, you know, I, so I sort of set my training back to, um just sort of base mode right which which puts me at about 50 miles a week instead of up to like 75 so i was like okay i'll 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 take it easy and uh and so it was actually kind of nice cuz i was like all right i'm 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 just going to do what i want to do do my my base training um, I'm not going to go all out and, and continue to force myself. I'm not even deciding not even to try and do like a virtual and run, you know, another marathon, uh, you know, by myself. I said, yeah, I'll just take the time. Uh, and now I've officially started up my Boston training again. Um, so that's kind of where I, I'm at now. Um, and, uh, you know, it's scheduled for September, but I was talking to Kevin uh, yesterday. I'm not, not so sure it's still going to happen in September anyway, but uh, I'll, I'm just going to keep sticking to that plan until uh, I hear otherwise, and uh, if it gets canceled, then it'll be on to the next marathon after that.
0: Do you see yourself doing a virtual marathon, or are you not into that?
2: Maybe. If, if things keep getting canceled, that I could do it. Uh, I have run a marathon by myself before. It was not the most thrilling thing, but um, it's not that much more to do, you know, 22 by yourself than it is to do another four, and you know, in the training. Might not do all out, right, and just kind of run a 26 miler without trying to kill myself
1: can i just stop for a minute just, you said a couple of things you're supposed to do 20 so you did 15 they're just to relax a little bit all right number one you know <laughs> yeah. you know and you, you do 22 what the hell is four more you know
0: <laughs> eh, <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> no problem oh and then you know your relaxed mile which is only 50 a week yeah everyone here can relate <laughs> 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 you know
0: So I think it, I found it really interesting that you said that you struggled to identify as a real runner, um, even though you were, you know, had run many marathons and obviously, you know, at a fast pace. So what, what ultimately led you to say, okay, you know, I am a real runner or, you know, what, was there like a trigger point for you where you finally kind of dove in and accepted it?
2: Yeah, so I I think it was, um, so I, I I think for me, as I, as I kind of you guys uh, read before, right? I, when I started, I never really was intended to run races or anything. I just wanted to to run um, just to, you know, we'll get to it later, but I just wanted to run to get healthy. And I, I ended up signing up for some races and I just ended up running them. And I wasn't thinking about like myself as a runner. I was just somebody I wasn't a runner. I was somebody who was running. Right. It was sort of the way um, I saw myself. And after a while, it, it was. I don't I don't remember the, the exact moment. Right. But it was more about, I realized after a while, not in that moment that I was a runner, but I realized, no, I have been a runner this whole time. Right. Like it's, it, and it, it was kind of weird. There was a point where I was like a real, like real runner is not necessarily a thing. Right. It, it, I mean, it is, but it's like, if you run, you're a real runner, right? Like you don't have to be running 7,500 miles a week to be a real runner. Right. You can be a real runner if you're doing, you know, you do half a mile a day. Right. If as long as you're getting out there and you're doing it or not even a day. Right. As long as you're getting out there a couple of times a week or, uh, or and just get being out there and doing it, then you're a real runner. And it took me a while to finally realize that for myself. And, and so that's sort of where it, it was sort of like a, it wasn't a moment where I decided for myself. It was a moment where I decided I've been it this entire time.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I think that's something I think being a runner sometimes can have such a negative connotation. So that's why people, you know, you don't want to be one of those classic, you know, annoying runners. So people kind of stay away from it. But I think to that point, anyone is really a runner as long as you, you know, embrace what it is, which is just getting out there. Um, So I kind of want to talk through some of the highs and the lows that you mentioned, you know, hypothermia or, you know, muscle aches that took you off the race. So can you kind of walk us through maybe some of your highs and some of your lows?
2: Sure. I mean, highs are you know there are days where they so actually one of my uh, my PR for my 10 K um, was probably one of my my biggest highs. i I actually um, when I was living in New Jersey, uh, I was running I had, there was a race uh, it was a 10k race, and it was six miles from my house. So I decided to run to the race run it and then run back home as part of my, my training for a marathon. So um, I, I ran there. Um, I figured I'm not gonna run that fast because I, I just ran six miles to get here. Um, and then I ran the race and I realized uh, as I was getting, you know, going through it, I, I, I ended up running faster than six minutes a mile and I couldn't, you know, I was totally surprised myself. And then, uh, you know, took some rest, you know, did the award ceremony. Um, I think I came in second place or something. I was totally, you know, thrilled for myself. Um, and then I ran back home and, uh, that was, that was just an amazing day where I wasn't even expecting it. Right. I I figured I would be too tired to, to run that fast. Um, but it really helped me realize like the importance, it was like a day where I realized the importance of warming up right before a race, right. Of that, like, it does help to get yourself moving, get the blood flowing as long as you're, you know, you're not. Going too fast, and and you just kind of just go. Then then it actually helps quite a bit. So that was a that was just a uh, just an unexpected day, and and ended up doing super super well. So I was that was probably the biggest high. Um, One of my biggest lows was I ran the Philly Marathon a a few few years ago, maybe five years ago, and I I just didn't do as well as I wanted to do. I kind of bonked out uh, at the end, and so I started searching for another the what was the immediate next time I could do a marathon. Um, And I found a marathon in in Georgia in January. So it gave me a little bit of time to recover and then get back to it. Um, So I signed up for this marathon. It was Martin Luther King uh, weekend. Uh, I flew down there. um, I got about to mile 10 and I pulled my hamstring. Right. Um, And I kind of just finished off. And luckily it was the two loops of 13 miles around an air force base. So at the end of the first 13 miles, I just kind of walked off and I sort of, I went back to my hotel room and I just sat and watched movies and was depressed the, the rest of the weekend because I, I just ran a terrible Philly race, find a new race to, to do even better. And then I, I just, I got injured and I just felt terrible that I went through all this effort to do this new marathon and I, it just didn't work out
0: wow <laughs>
1: wow let me jump back to the 10k so what was your pace was it like just an easy pace for the first six miles because you knew you had to do this 10k
2: yeah i didn't go yeah super hard i was i was literally running from my house to the race right. um because I, I i had the it was part of my marathon training and i was like all right i'll do a little do an easy six to yeah. get there uh then i'll run the, the six fast and i'll have a little bit of time to rest and i'll run back home uh so yeah it was not i wasn't doing too hard to get there but yeah it took my time and, and wasn't right wasn't going too fast
1: because i've done things where um, in disney i ran like three or four miles before their because i was marathon training before their uh half marathon i just can't imagine trying to run six miles after that or even three miles you know i kind of got done but it was funny i tell the story because i forgot at some point i had run those miles beforehand because at mile nine i was thinking why am i so tired <laughs> all right <laughs> you know going back <laughs> so after you got you pulled your hamstring and you're in the hotel room you're depressed what and I don't want to jump the gun here, but how did you get out of it? Or what the next day, or, you know, two bad races in a row, that could set some people back.
2: Yeah. um, Well, the good news is, I mean, I was, I signed up for Boston. So I knew that I had that in April, um, but I was hoping to qualify. Right. So I didn't qualify in, 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 uh, so I've been qualifying for Boston every year since 2015. Um, So uh, whatever, maybe, yes. But in any case, I so I, I had qualified. Um, so, but I, I was hoping to run another qualifier. But I I hadn't at Philly. I was hoping to do it again at this marathon. But I knew I had another shot, so I ended up saying, "All right, I'll, I'll just focus on my my next race." And okay. that was Boston, and I ended up qualifying there. So it was it was sort of like, "All right, on to the next thing."
1: Right.
0: I think that's so interesting because. I think a lot of people wouldn't have just looked at the next marathon. I think obviously, I guess having Boston helped, but I think a lot of people would have just kind of took that and said, okay, I'm going to hang it up. Like, it's not even worth it. Cause if you're already kind of feeling disheveled or embarrassed or whatever it might be, I think it's, I don't know, I guess speaks a lot to you just that you're able to just brush it off and, you know, move on to what's next. So, can yeah,
2: well, think- in the moment it, you don't feel that right. I definitely don't, <laughs> no, <you> don't <laughs> mention embarrassed. i I felt super embarrassed that I was I was in this race, and it was actually a race um, I, I, I may have been able to place in, right, if, if I had run fast enough, and then, so I was like, I was all super excited that maybe I can be, like, in the top three of this race, and then I totally bonked out, and I was walking uh, off the course, and I, I remember just vividly walking up at that 13-mile point and just passing all these people and just feeling, like, just terrible. The walk is shame. Embarrassed, it was,
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the walk of shame. We we've, yeah. we've all done the walk of shame, <laughs> all right, at some point. More yeah, more, more I've done it more than probably others, but yeah, the walk of shame.
0: <laughs> so speaking about Boston, can you? I think I would say you're probably the only person here that's run Boston. Can you kind of explain what that process of qualifying is like, and the the marathon itself, the experience?
2: Sure. So Boston has. um so depending on your age and your gender they have different times that you have to run it in order to qualify um and then based on those times if too many people sign up they actually sort of chop the time off so it so for me for example i have to run a 305 in order to qualify but if if you're a, um a woman right same age as me then i think you have to run like a 335 or something like that um right but then if uh if too many people sign up, then they they cut the time back and they say, well, you have to run at least a minute faster than even that, or two minutes even faster than that. So you never quite know exactly what the time is going to be to qualify. So you always have to just make sure that you're you're uh, you're going fast enough in order to to beat all the, all the other people that might try and sign up within your age and gender category. Um, so that's sort of the the general process. And then every uh, September they 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 open it up and they see what what that Uh, what those times will be and you'll figure out whether you're in or not um so that's the i don't know if if that answers your question but that's that's the general process for getting in and, and sort of the qualifying approach for boston
0: so when you now like each year if you're trying to qualify for boston is your first marathon like is your goal okay let me just do this to qualify for boston or do you approach it more of i'm just trying to run this race and if i qualify great
2: so I I usually my goal is to is to qualify for Boston right at, at my first so, uh, so in September is when the sort of the the clock starts again for the following year so usually I try in in for Philly is my first marathon in, in the fall season and that's the marathon I try and, and qualify at and if I do then great and if I don't um, then I got a then I've got this I got a marathon in January that I'll sign up for it. otherwise then I'll sign up for Boston. Uh, and, and there was one year I hadn't even, I, I didn't qualify even then. So I signed up for the Via Marathon Lehigh Valley and that's like the very last weekend you can possibly do in September. So, um, so that was actually last year I, I ran that one, uh, and was able to qualify. So I try and qualify and then I'm like, okay, now I can run my future marathons, but not at a terribly fast pace and I can enjoy them instead of racing them.
0: No, that terribly
1: fast-paced <laughs> 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 sorry that chill pace you know like <laughs> six thirty. <630. laughs>
0: so in a given year how many marathons do you typically do?
2: I'll do two to three um typically so usually I do Philly in the fall then Boston in the spring and then uh, I'll mix up either oh, another winter or usually I'll try to do one in the winter I hate summer running um So I'll I'll try to avoid that at all costs.
0: I agree. Wake up too early. Um, So I (laughs) want to talk more about running the year in miles because like, how did you come up with that idea? Does anybody else do it with you? Is it difficult?
2: Um, Yeah, I'll say it is difficult. Um, So I, um, so when I started running, I, I, um, I, started sort of tracking my miles and in 2010 I said you know what my goals I'm gonna be I'm gonna run a thousand miles in 2010 Um, and I ran like 1,700 miles and I was like oh great all right I need a new goal. so I said all right I'll 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 run um, uh, I think it was 3,000 kilometers right which I think ends up to being like 1,800 miles Uh, and I ran 2,000 miles right and I said all right Well, if I ran that far, then let me run 2000. But let me just do the year, right? And so that was 2012. So then I was just continually made that the the ongoing uh, theme of just take the year and and run it and see what I can do with it. And it kind of built off of each prior, prior, you know, 2009, 10, and 11 of what I could sort of track and said, okay, if I did that, I can do the next one and do the next one. Um, And so the uh the only other person, um, my mom, does it also, uh, but she does it via walking. So uh, I, I told my mom what I was doing, and now so she does it, and she walks the year in miles as well. And wow. we try and beat each other throughout the year of who finishes the the year in miles before the other one. Um, and usually I, I end up winning, but uh, it's a it's a competition between me and my mom. Wow.
0: Wow. <laughs> Both are daunting, but walking just seems really daunting. Um, wow, that's really crazy. So how do you find, so this is obviously a, you're running, you know, 50, 75 miles a week. How do you balance that with your other, you know, responsibilities in life with work and family?
2: Yeah, um, I get up super early. Um, so I get up at, um, well, outside of COVID, I was getting up at 445 in the morning was typically when I get up. Um, and then um it is helpful that I'm a fast runner, so I can get you know I can get in nine miles in in about an hour um and then uh you know and then I'm done and, there, and then you know so I'm back usually by six thirty um and you know shower, get the kids ready, everything and I'm out the door by seven thirty or so do you do so it's just getting up early is, is the answer <laughs> That's
0: the. Key. Do you do, like, a lot of races throughout the year, like, for your training, or do you tend to just do, like, longer runs? Because I imagine that races on the weekends would probably eat up more of your time.
2: Yeah, so that that is one thing I, um, I'll um i say, having, especially having a family, a young family, I have a, two kids, uh, one's uh, eight and the other's five, Um, I can't really, it's hard for me to find time on the weekends to, to dedicate to just doing the races with them, right? I, I'll say even... Toby mentioned to me about, you know, your group, right. And I couldn't go for a while because my kids, the way their schedules were on the weekends, I, I, I couldn't go. So, uh, finally sort of the schedules aligned and I was able to kind of join at least in, in the mornings on, on Saturdays, but, um, it's, uh, it, it, yeah, that's part of the balance is I can't do as many races. So I sort of focused the races on the big ones, the marathons, maybe a half marathon sprinkled in there. And every once in a while, I get my, the whole family to join in. We all do like a, we go and do a 5K at one of the skooki events or something like that.
0: Nice. No, that makes sense. I mean, it's hard enough for me and I don't have any sort of family. So I can't imagine actually having one and trying to run. Or life. <laughs> um, so I know you mentioned, shush, I know you mentioned the learning and analyzing and, you know, deep diving in all of your races. And I just find it really interesting because I think a lot of people, you know, don't want to pick apart their race just because once you find all the issues, you're like, oh, I could have trained better and done this and that. So, but this seems to, you know, kind of flourish for you and help you, you know, go further. So can you kind of speak to, you know, your approach to looking at your races and how that motivates you?
2: Yeah, so I, um, I'm i a I'm an extremely analytical person. Uh, I'm an engineer by, by training, and so I take everything, you know, very, very, uh you know left brain um uh, that that is very much my my approach to to many things so um i have a giant excel spreadsheet that i put all of my my times and my uh so every day that i run i i log how much i ran i ran how fast i ran i then have graphs that track it over time and what my pace was and all that kind of stuff and then i when i finish a race i look at my splits and i say okay how fast did i run in between um, and it's more about um understanding how well I was doing from a, a, a race strategy perspective, as opposed to how well my training was, right, so um, the, the, my two fastest marathons, I negative split, right, um, and every time before that, I had, um, I'd always run the second half slower, so it's always about like, okay, I have to get myself into a mental space, not to go out too fast, go slower and right. And, and more about how to get myself in the right mental state or whatever race I'm going into. But it's also about like, um, all right, I did this training regimen, you know, six months ago, how did I do, how did I do back then? And how am I doing with it now? Am I going too fast, too slow? And how does that, how does that match up with how I performed with the race? And, um, it really just helps me sort of gauge whether I'm doing the right thing or the wrong thing or better or worse than I have in the past.
0: Wow, that's, that's so interesting to me because I feel like I like want to push all my runs out of my head, but I'm sure I would be a much better runner if I actually (laughs) figured out what I was doing wrong. (laughs) Um, so how long, like, did you initially always have this system when you started running or is it something that kind of grew over time as your racing progressed?
2: So it it definitely grew over time. I, after. Uh, my first half marathon, in 2009. That's when I started tracking uh, how my my running to this Excel spreadsheet, and then I kind of built it up more and more over time. So um, I, I have different things in there, like, all right, what pace should I be running at, right? So if I know I need to be running a 10k pace, I can enter like my how far am I running, and then I know what time I need to be finishing at, right? Or if I'm doing repeats or hill repeats or whatever it is, then I know, all right, for a 400, I need to finish in you know, a minute and 31 seconds or less, right, and if I'm running, you know, 800s, I need to finish in 3.010, 310 or less, right, and whatever the, the, the adjustment factor is, um, so that helps me, especially when I'm running early in the morning, and I can't really think straight, and I'm like, I just need somebody to tell me what to do, and the spreadsheet tells me what to do, it's really helpful.
0: No, definitely, and it's so interesting, like, you do all of this on your own like and you're so intrinsically motivated like is that just how you've always been has running helped you you know find that
2: um I think I've I've generally been fairly internally motivated but I think it's also it's, it's a sport that fits that well at least for me but it also has has um accentuated it right so I think the amount of discipline that I've put into it and that I think any runner has to put into it um, I think just really helps not just from a physical perspective, but that just mental state perspective. and I think Kristen was talking about it last week that it's not always a stress reliever in and of itself, but um, it it I think over the long run it puts you just in a better you know so it may not help you in that specific day, but it the the, the fact that you're sort of out there and you're getting it done, uh, I think just helps you from a both a, a, a mental you know, rigor perspective that you're you're focused. You're doing this thing that's really tough, and you're getting it done. And there's all the physiological benefits that come along with that too.
1: And um, how many marathons have you done so far?
2: So I've done 19
1: marathons. Wow, I beat you. <laughs> yes, you did. You the only one, only thing I will ever beat you at. All right, you know, I still got more time. That's true. That's true. Cause y'all let me. You
0: know. Well, so speaking about age, actually, something that you had mentioned was adapting and figuring out what has changed with your running as you've gotten older. Are there, you know, any yeah. takeaways that you, you know, have kind of learned?
2: Yeah. So I'm um, so I'm 37 now, so I'm not that old, um, but I'm also not super getting young, older. right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am <Exactly>. getting
2: older.
1: <laughs> Michelle, um, Ian when and I, I started are running, at you I was right in my now, and Michael, well, I started running when I was in my
2: late my late 20s right and and so it was very different in terms of like you know recovery time and you know all the you know I would just go out and run and I didn't have a coach I just went out and then I would run and I would run hard every single day I would just run and I figured all right if I train hard then I'll do better right and I'll just train hard every day and then uh, I've, I've come to learn that's not the way to do it, but, um, that's how I had started. And, uh, and then, but as I've gotten older, right. Injuries don't heal as quickly. Recovery times take a little bit more. Um, I take the easier days easy, right. But it's also been about like adding stretching to the routine, strength training, uh, those types of things that, um, have helped me maintain. And I mean, I'll, I'll say I ran my marathon PR at the, my very last marathon, right? So I've been running for 10 years. I started in my late 20s. I'm faster now than I was then. So, it, you know, it's just making sure to sort of be able to maintain the same level of performance, um, but, mm. but through different means, right? So I, I can't do the same things I was doing, but I can still maintain my performance, but adding in and adjusting with, um, again, with stretching, which I never did before, strength training, right? I never did before, um, cross training, those types of things that have just helped me to continue to maintain where I've been.
1: You said something that's interesting. And I think a lot of runners, I know I struggled with it where when we first started and probably for about five years, every race was, every run was like a race, you know, like, yeah, there was no warm up. It was like, I got to go, you know, and your heart's beating out of your chest a quarter mile around your block. You know, but that that's at eight. So you gotta try to keep that for like six miles, whatever it is. You know, I think that's such an important lesson as you learn, as you get older, it's like, okay, every run doesn't have to be a race. You know, it's okay to go slower. It's okay to have a recovery run. It took me a long time to understand what a recovery run, run was like, you know? Like, uh, and I read about it. I mean, I read all the books and all that stuff. Like, oh yeah, recovery run, I'm still, but I was feeling good, you know? um but yeah because it does take a toll as you get older you know like you gotta like use those days and um another thing you were saying like target times i think are so important you know if you're going to do uh hill repeats or like speed work you know we or track work as we like to say we don't like use speed that word that's that word speed all right um you know because it gives you that goal to shoot for you know um is that 310 315 or 340 whatever that 800 whatever it is it's to kind of get it done and like to push you to say okay i want to try to hit that and if you don't why was it windy Were you not feeling it and then your diet and stuff like that so all good points but yeah you're not old dude all right <laughs> you're not even mad well, <laughs> <You know? laughs>
2: fair but i'll say i think to your point right so what I, one of the things i've done right is when in in my spreadsheet right um it gives me a range of times right so it doesn't say you have to you're gonna have to run this time right so like if I'm going to run marathon pace, it says I got to run it, for example, between like a 638 and a 650. And that way, if I'm feeling good that day and I'm going to run a 638, great. If not, right, and 650, that's still okay, right? And sort of allow for a little bit of adjustment in the times. Like, you don't have to hit that specific time. Um, and for recovery runs, I have stopped timing myself because I would realize that. I'm like, okay, I'll go out easy. And then somehow on the run, I'd be like, oh, I'm feeling good. What's my time? And I'll get faster. Um, to try and hit something but i've now I put the watch away for recovery runs. I still log it in my my spreadsheet as a, as miles run, but i don 't track the time i don't i don 't match it so it it because I know if i do have if i 'm timing myself with my watch i 'll go too fast so it's just a um, a trick that i've had to force myself into to to not uh, not my get myself in the wrong mindset
1: and uh what kind of cross training have you adapted?
2: So I do, uh, I've done bike, I have, um, I'll go on the pool, I'll, um, I do um, like a strength training set where I do push-ups and sit-ups and rows from plank and burpees and all that kind of stuff. So that's, I I incorporate all that in, do it about once or twice a week.
0: So I think now we're, you know, Talking about time, we're going to center back to the big question of why did you start running? I know you had mentioned you just wanted to get healthy, but was there another thing that, you know, kind of kickstarted that for you or why running to get healthy?
2: Yeah. So, um, so the two big reasons that were so, yeah, so the, the, the two reasons I started running was I wanted to get healthy and I'm cheap. Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so running became was like <laughs> the, uh, the, the go to, and I'm, I'm just going to share something real quick if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, if I can find it. Um, hold on. All right. So I don't know if you could see this. This is a picture of me. Can you see it?
0: No, you probably have to share your screen.
2: Oh, hold on. There we go. There we go. All right. So this is a picture of me when I was 23 years old. And this is my my fiancé at the time, now my wife. And I hate this picture of me. I hate it with a passion. Um, And, uh, you know, I was, you can't fully tell, but I was overweight and I I wasn't feeling good. So, um, you know, this is sort of the anti-social media, right? This is a picture I would not normally want to share, but this was this was what motivated me to say, I saw this picture of myself. I said, this is not me. This is not who I want to be. Um, and so that sort of motivated me uh, to start running a little bit. So that was this was um, around 2006, 2007. Um, and I started running. And I'm just going to start to unshare, because I don't want that picture up anymore. Um, I'm trying to find the, there we go. Um, so the um, so I started running and and uh, to and I was getting married at the time, right? So I was like, all right, get get in shape to get married. Um, so I ran a little bit, uh, probably not more than five miles at a to- at a day. And I was talking to somebody that I was very close to, who was a runner, and I said, you know what? I'm I'm getting into running. Um, maybe one day, maybe I'll run a marathon. And he said to me, No, you won't. You want more marathon. There's no way it's ever gonna happen. And I took it to heart, right? I was like, "All right, he's he's right. He's the runner. I'm not. I don't. I don't know. I, I guess I'll I'll never really do it." Um, and sort of life events happened, and I stopped running again. Um, and then I was sitting. Uh, then 2009 came. I was sitting on a beach uh, in San in San Diego. I was on vacation with my wife and all these like fit people were running by and and I was looking and I said you know I said to my wife you know what when I get home I'm gonna start running again I'm gonna do it and she looked at me she said no you're not <laughs> so, so I was like all right well I, <laughs> I was like no I'm gonna do it so I started I just ran a mile a day all Right. I just wanted to get out there and I was like I'll just run a mile and then I'll I'll just build on that from there and I'm going to get healthier and I'm going to, I'm going to build on it. So I, I ran a mile a day. I started talking to some people at work and I said, you know, I'm, I'm starting to run again uh, or I'm starting to run. And I said, Hey, we're, we're all going to do the Philly marathon in November. And this is probably, I don't know June. And they're like, you should sign up with us. And I was like, I have, I've never run more than seven miles in my entire life. And you want me to run a half marathon? That's crazy. I'm never going to, that's the, that. I was like, all right, they, they kept hounding me, and I was like, all right, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, so that summer, I trained, um, built up, um, and and I, you know, so that goal of running the half marathon, I, um, I ran a half marathon by myself just to make sure I could do the, do the distance beforehand in September. It was terrible. It was hot. I ran, it was probably about, um, it wasn't, you know, overall for, it, it wasn't too slow. It was about two, just under two hours but I, I was just, it was horrendous. And then I, I ran Philly and it was about an, I ran it about an hour, 38 or so. And I finished and I said, that was the worst thing I've ever done in my entire life. I'm never (laughs) doing that ever again. So, uh, I found myself running another half marathon in the spring and then, um, and then I ran, uh, then I, somehow I I ended up saying, all right, I'll do, I'll do the Philly full the next year, and then I ran the Philly full, and I said the same thing to myself, that was the worst thing I've ever done, I ran, like, a 345, I had to, it was just absolutely horrendous, I felt terrible, Um, uh, you know, I, I, i did things before the race that i shouldn't have done like just i, I ate like oatmeal beforehand because like i need to get some energy which i never did before my runs and then i had to stop on a porta potty it was all it was just bad um so i said i'm never doing that ever ever again it was terrible i hate marathons i'll stick to the half marathons um but i don't know what happened i just kept running and i was like all right and then every year i started doing the philly marathon and i would do a half marathon in the spring and then it kind of built in and, and continued from there till so I hit the New Jersey marathon, which was, I don't say like 2013 or 14. And I ran a three hour and 41 second marathon. Um, and I said, wow, I can, maybe I could break three. And so I would kept running marathons after marathons to break three hours. And I couldn't do it till this past year I ran. i That's why I finally did it. So it took me, so, I mean, you know even as much as running as I've done and as many marathons like i there was a part of me that thought this is never gonna happen i I kept running marathon after marathon after marathon um and finally was able to break three uh last year right so uh i think for for me it was sort of like a lesson of like even when you think you've you've done everything you possibly can and and you know, you know all this and I finally did all this analytics and all these changes um you know. And finally brought all my learnings together. And, and now the last two marathons I have run have been under three. So um finally feel really good that like, okay, I think I've got a system now. I feel like I know what I'm doing and I can I can manage through it.
0: Well, I think that's such a classic thing of everyone, oh, I'm never gonna run another marathon. I hate this. And then 19 <laughs> marathons ever. later. Yeah.
1: But I think <laughs> you kind of get that goal. I mean, you're trying to break three and it it was hard. I think you know the normal person is trying to break four, you know, not the bionic uh runner. You know, here, you know, you're trying to break four and like, you'll get close. I know my own journey took me nine times, you know, and I would like, at times I'd be hurt or whatever. I remember I had the perfect training one year, 401, you know, and I was like, and I remember someone saying, you couldn't run any faster,
0: you know, I was being like, no, I,
1: I really couldn't, you know, and I remember getting to the point, like, you know, I thought I did everything right. I, you know, and then like, oh, it's not going to happen. And I always called the Rocky moment when I finally did it. I was like, I look, I had you wake up in the mirror, like Rocky and I think Rocky too. And it's like, just pound in the mirror. Like he hits it like, all game right, we'll go. And I was like, all right, no more excuses, no more BS. You've trained, you know, the course I did it to shamrock, I've done it numerous times, like no more. I had a porta potty experience, just like, you know, similar, you know, to that. And, um, yeah, I mean, I can relate. Cause I mean, I did a three forty-eight, 48 have definitely broke four, you know, but, um, I think that's, I think that's what motivates people It's like, you get to that goal and it's like, Oh, I got to keep pushing. I got to keep pushing. How can I? How can I get it? I don't think I'll ever worry about breaking three, you know, personally. like <laughs> I'm going the other way, all right. I'll say out of five area, all right. But like, you know.
0: But I want to touch. Yeah, on that's, that that's cool. th- no, go Yeah, ahead. go
2: ahead. I was just gonna say. I think that's the cool thing about running, though, right? I think like it's. Look, I'll run a. You know, my goal is a three. Yours is was a four, right? But but everybody has their own personal goal, right? And that's where for me, like, I still come back to like if you run you're a runner right if you have those goals that's that's exactly what it's all about i right? it doesn't matter right i mean you know um, i think it's actually easier for me that i'm faster because i can get in my runs quicker right like it's um it, and i think it takes more mental acuity right to, to stick with it right for longer and do the, the miles so in a way it's actually it's i feel like it's easier for me just that i have i can do that in it and i don't have to have the mental uh, focus that maybe somebody else has to for, for, I can get it done in three. Like you said, I was done at three, but everybody else is still, the folks that have still finished are impressive. They're still working through the rain and the snow and, and getting through it. So that's where, um, you know, it's a balance of everything that, that you're doing. It's not just your physical, but your mental ability to to push through it and make it happen.
1: So let me just ask you this. So when those times that you didn't hit that goal, like you're trying to break three, were you like, uh, well, that race, that whole training period was useless. Like it was, I didn't achieve my goal or did you look at it and say, you know what? I had a great training period, right? It just didn't go my way. What can I do to adjust?
2: It was definitely the, the latter, right? It was like, so I have tried many different training programs. Right? I, 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 and, and that's where I kind of had to create my own and, and design a little bit, right? So I've taken like, so I tried different marathon training programs and then said, okay, this, this part of it worked for me, I think. And then this part of it didn't. And, and then I would make adjustments and I would change along the way. So um, that's where all that, the sort of the analytics helped. Um, and, and I'll say, I mean, there's so many things that affect your running, right? It's not just your training, right? It's how much sleep did you get? How, what, what's your mental state? Why, right? what, what's the weather like that, that, that day, what's the, the Hills, um, what, you know, Shoes, clothing, right? I mean, there's so many things um, that that can affect your running, and, and some of them you can control, and some of them you can't. Um, sometimes there's just life events that come up, and and that's just the way things are. Um, so, you know, I, the funny thing is, I as I have come to realize, like training is important, right? Don't get me wrong, but there's so many other things that affect how fast you can run on any particular day, and sometimes it even, I'll say, I feel like it just comes down to luck in some cases, um, but there are just so, so many other things that as a runner that you can think through that it's more than just the training, it's everything else that you're trying to manage and work through um, that can make you a better runner. And, and again, it's, it's mental, it's physical, and it's, you know, environmental, all, all those things that kind of combine.
0: No, I agree. I think that's so fair. And I think definitely important for people kind of, you know, to remember as you, get discouraged or want to stop running. It's just each run is going to be different and you just have to kind of approach one each as it comes. Um, So we're going to go into our speed round, but I want to start with reading off your um, race PRs and some of them you've touched on already, but if you, there's anything significant that you can remember or, you know, a fake memory about them. Um, So your marathon is a 255.25. So, and you completed that this year,
2: That was, that was Philly 2019. That was my very, that was actually the last race that I ran.
0: Uh, And then your half marathon was a 122.49. Yep.
2: That was, uh, that was the Rutgers Unite marathon in like 2013 or 14, somewhere in there. Um, Uh, it was probably like, oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was the guy in front of you. (laughs) All right. Great.
2: Um, so uh, yeah, I was, uh, um, yeah, I, I, there's nothing unique about it, but I, it was just, it was a, a nice cool day and and just weather was perfect. Everything kind of aligned and I I I performed much better than I had anticipated.
0: Uh, and then your 10K, which you've mentioned, which is a 36.53. Um, uh, yeah, that's your, and then your 5K, a 17.16.
2: So I ran that about two or three years ago. Uh, it was a little rain, a little cold um i felt really bad because i convinced my whole family to sign up and do the race and it was rainy my wife was pushing the kids in the stroller um and i ran ahead and then finished and then came back and finished the rest of the race with them but it was a it was a summer day but it was rainy and cold so again it it helped the uh it that again weather was a very key component there
1: (laughs) so i want to ask you your mile pr but i'm gonna preface it was it an interval, or were you going all out, like for one mile?
2: So, uh, so when I first started doing track workouts, I would um, the, the way I even started was I, I I was running in my neighborhood in Jersey, and the, the, one of my neighbors down the street stopped me and said, "Hey, you should do track workouts. Come and join me." And I I, had, I didn't know anything about track workouts. And I was like, "All right, fine. I'll come with you." So he would do mile repeats. Um, so I started doing them with him. But um, eventually, I was just going by myself. So I would go down to the track early in the morning and just do mile repeats. Um, and one day, I said, "You know what? Let me go down. I'm going to do my mile repeats. But the first mile, one I'm going to do, I'm just going to go all out. So that
1: was an all out okay mile.
2: Okay.
0: And it was 4:57. I was kind of
1: hoping it was- that it wasn't just always oh, like my six mile repeat on the interval, <laughs> and I ran like you know. <laughs>
0: And I guess a question so I have
1: run a downhill at 443,
2: but that, I, I don't count that one. Well, yeah, it's downhill,
1: you know, it's kind of like a relay split when you pee on a relay split, you know, like, yeah, it eh, doesn't count, you know.
0: And I guess maybe a basic question that we didn't even ask, but have, do you, like, when you initially started running, were you fast? Like, have you always been relatively quick and it's just increased over time or did you just build up to this in a specific way?
2: So I, so when I would, before I got really into running, I was probably running like five miles around an eight minute per mile pace. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was sort of just my normal. But there was one time I ran, I, I remember when I first started and I was training for that first half marathon, I ran eight miles. and it was a 734 pace. And I was like, that was like the first time I was like, wow, I that was impressive that I ran a 730 for like eight miles. And I didn't feel terrible, right? Like I felt pretty good. And I was like, maybe I can keep that. You know, you know, if I train a little bit more, maybe I can keep that pace up for the full 13. And so that's, I, I guess it was probably a few months after that, right? And then, and then I started to get faster and faster. But I started out around eight minutes a mile, and then uh, things
1: progressed from there.
0: Gotcha. Okay, so now we'll do our speed round, and then if anybody has questions at the end, we can open that up.
1: All right. Let me. I want to throw this one yeah. on. Road or trail? <laughs> trail. Why? You got 30 seconds
2: <laughs> i i just love 25. the the i, lo- I love the, the the trees and the environment um i i i just that's what i just cool. i just love being in the forest that's it cool it just i get energized from it the
0: favorite your
2: favorite race uh favorite race i so i thought about this i, I Probably uh, just Philly because it has sort of that. You know, I I ran my first half marathon there, my first full marathon, I ran my marathon PR there. Um, so it, Philly just more so because it has that personal connection for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Your least favorite race? Uh,
2: so my least favorite race is so um, I ran a, um, a I was running a 10k. There was a race in Jersey called the uh, steeplechase. Chase, um, and mm-hmm. the uh, the, uh, the, the race was not coordinated very well. And, uh, they, and I was in second place in the race and there was a police officer directing traffic and he sent me down the 5k direction instead of the 10k direction. Oh. Oh. He also did this to the first place person, but so the two of us got sidetracked off course. And we, we ended up back at the, the start line, uh, way too early both looking at each other and realized that well we just just lost our opportunity and oh well you know that was that was that was the worst one
0: (laughs) terrible um you have any major milestones left to hit anything else or goals you'd like to hit
2: yeah so um since i've started tracking all of my miles i have been tracking how far i have run in total um and i I have run about 23,600 and so miles and the earth's radius is about 24,901 miles so I am on track to run around the earth um by the end of this year so that's that's my next milestone.
1: Wow. We all knew that that radius thing by the way. Everyone is <laughs> yeah. you know. We already we already been around and we're we're on the other side, all right? <laughs> Well you see you can
2: see the the amazing amount of like analytics I put into all this stuff yes. right so that is this is a
1: uh, this is part of it I wish I would have done this 10 years ago when I started all right like
0: you'd be like one quarter way um, <laughs> and then my last question is what is the best piece of advice you've ever received
2: um so I think um best piece so I think that the quote that that I had that you had read through right so um, I had an old boss of mine who was also a runner. Um, she helped me kind of get into it um, and she um, and she had a, a quote uh, on on a plaque where she kept all of her medals and it said you know um, there is one day that I will not be able to run uh anymore, and today is not that day right and and there's an aspect to me that's like you know especially when I'm having a tough day or uh, I'm coming back from an injury and I'm not as fast as I want to be like the fact that I'm just out there versus like when I'm injured or sick and I can't run, I feel terrible and I'm not, I'm not out there and I'm not doing it, but like, just to be grateful that I'm in a place where I can do it because there is, there is one day, I don't know when it's going to be right. It, it could be a day that, you know, you know, you know, it could be a day that I leave this earth, right. Or it could just be a day that, you know. I get an injury or I'm I'm sick or, you know, whatever happens. But at some point, this won't be possible anymore. So enjoy it while you have it. Um, And even if you feel like crap while you're running, the fact that you can do it is just a a gift, right? So continue to just accept it and uh, and keep moving forward. And, you know, you'll probably feel better the next day, right? And so just just get through it and just be grateful that you have the ability to do it because one day you won't be able to.
0: Thanks again, Rob. This was extremely beneficial, at least for me and I'm sure for everybody else too. And thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I can just say, I think what I really impressed me with your story is, you know, you were you were sitting on a beach in San Diego and some, you know, fit people ran by and you turned to your wife and said, and every guy who's married here can relate to this, I'm gonna start running. And she looks in your eyes and and with all the love in the world says, No, you're not. <laughs> 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 all right. Um, but you know, you read all these stories, like Dean Karnasch, you know, that, oh, I ran like 30 miles drunk on my first run, but you ran a mile, you know, like, and and so we can all relate to like our running stories. When we started, it started with a mile. It started maybe like mine was 10 minutes on a treadmill at the Y, because I was working at the Y and I said, I gotta get my fat butt in shape, you know? Um, and that's, what's so I love about that story, you know, and that you obviously got a gift and you're so humble with it you know, to to remember where you started from, you know, that I had to do a mile. You look at, you hold that picture. We all have those pictures too, you know, that we don't like going back to. Mine's called Heavy Kevy. all right? My kids will bring it up. Everyone, hey, look, remember this guy? All right. Um, You know, but, and I think that's the biggest takeaway. When I heard that, I remember that cold day Be like, wow, this is incredible. Let's run faster, but this is an incredible story. So, <laughs> all right. Um, and that's why I wanted to have you on. And, um, I'm hoping that everyone got some inspiration out of it, motivation, you know, to like set your goals, you know, achieve them, keep going. Cause you're right. Someday we might not be able to run, you know, and we got to get out there and, and, um, you know, keep running.